Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And this is our coming soon and new segment. This is where we cover all of the coming soon films that are going to be releasing within the next few days or so, and we discuss some upcoming film news, which we're actually uh, very decided to excited. Did I say decided? Yeah, and we're decided and excited. Decided to be excited (laughs) about the upcoming film news and uh, the films we're going to be talking about today. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing awesome. Yeah? I just saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and I'm all happy about it. I am. I'm still smiling about that one as well. It's a very positive experience. (laughs) I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That's a great film. Uh, Cool. So why don't, uh, well, I can actually just give you guys that stuff right now. Some different ways to get connected to us. Uh, If you would like to get connected, we've got our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash realviewmedia. We've also got um, a website, which is realview.com, realviewmedia, I should say, dot com. Uh, We have our newsletter and all of our different ways of connecting to us on all our other different platforms. We are at Real Review Media, both on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Yep. And then if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, any news articles you'd love for us to check out, uh, definitely email us, which is realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Cool. Cool. Very good. So uh, today we're going to be talking about two films in particular that are coming out this week. Um, one is a uh, it's sort of an action suspense thriller type thing maybe a little bit of drama which is called king arthur legend of the sword and the second is a more of a comedy action type movie uh called snatched so uh matt why don't you uh do you want to you want me to lead us in do you want to lead us in for this king arthur legend of the sword i'm gonna take this one all right go cool let's talk about king arthur legend of the sword so this is uh uh, the synopsis on IMDb, robbed of his birthright, Arthur comes up the hard way in the back alleys of the city. But once he pulls a sword from the stone, he is forced to acknowledge his true legacy, whether he likes it or not. Mm-hmm. And so this is directed by Guy Ritchie and stars Charlie Hunnam, Jude Law, Astrid F- Burgess Frisbee. <laughs> Frisbee. There you go. You Eric Bana's in it too. Yep. Um, so... Uh, this this is interesting to me because this isn't really something that I'm really looking forward to. No. Uh, but at the same time, I am interested to see how it comes together. My, yeah. The because uh, I I like Guy Ritchie. He's very very particular. He's almost like people like his directing style or people don't. Yeah. Like people are never like in the middle. Um. And so I I I'm very interested to see how he takes this. I like the I like the what he did with Sherlock. Yeah, with uh, Robert Downey Jr. I like that. Yeah, um, and I think if if that's kind of an indication of what this could potentially be, I may I may be into that. Um, yeah. The question mark for me is is the story elements. Um, maybe I'm just bummed out because I saw the Lost City of Zine. I didn't like I didn't like it that much. I gotcha. And uh, Charlie Hunnam was in it. Not that he was bad necessarily, but. Um, Again, I, I think this movie is probably going to play to his strengths again because he's going to have an English accent, <laughs> and that's his natural accent, so yeah. it should work out just fine. Um, but I, I'm curious to see how this goes. I've gotten some early word that okay. that it's not it's not like it's not a train wreck. Okay. So it's not like something that you would expect because there's been a lot of production issues with this film. It should have been released. I think it was going to be released last summer. Yeah. So. Um, 
issues, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, so this is funny because King Arthur has been done a, a few different times. I mean, obviously one of the earliest ones that I remember was the Disney one. The animated one. The animated yeah. one, which is probably still my favorite at this point. The Sword in the Stone. Right, the Sword in the Stone. And then they made the Clive Owen one. I didn't see that, that one. It was back, oh man, really did not enjoy that one. Um, that one just, it really didn't do that great. Um, it was a Jerry Bruckheimer production, but it wasn't directed by him. Right. Um, I didn't enjoy that one very much. It wasn't awful. I heard that there was a, a director's cut for that one that actually kind of did a lot of better things with it. But as of yet, there has yet to be a really good, solid King authorial, I don't know what you would call it, uh, within that realm of kind of like, uh, I don't know, whatever you would call it, the legend of King Arthur yeah. that's been successful as far as like a mainstream action type film. Right. So I think Guy Ritchie, to me, is pretty hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of what he's done, but then there's other films that I'm just kind of like, yeah, kind of yeah. like more okay. I think Man from Uncle is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. There was elements to that that I really enjoyed. Yeah. And then there were some elements, like the characters were all just kind of like very like flat, like simple yeah. to me in some ways, but the action was clever and fun at times. I loved the first Sherlock Holmes, yeah. but I really didn't like the second Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. So it's kind of, he's pretty hit or miss to me. And so yeah. I really don't know what to expect too much as far as this being a Guy Ritchie type production. There are some good people that are attached to it. I'm not, I will say I'm not a huge Charlie Hunnam fan. I'm not like sold on like him being like the greatest actor that I've seen, you know, in the modern era or anything like that. Um, I thought he was okay in Pacific Rim, but I never watched Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. So I think uh, Pacific Rim, I don't know, that was just, he was just okay. His best role is definitely, at least that I've seen him in, has been Sons of Anarchy. Right. But I like Jude Law. I don't know if I like, because it looks like they're incorporating like magical elements. And fantastical, and, and magical. Giant elephants. And giant elephants. Even and stuff bigger like that. than the ones in Lord of the Rings. Right. It felt it felt almost, from watching the trailer, almost like a Lord of the Rings type yeah, a rip little off, bit, yeah. A little bit. So I don't know. I, I'm not, I, I'm kind of, I'm just trying to be like, okay. We'll, we'll maybe, see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll try and check it out and, and see any, what happens. Any other thoughts on the film for you? Uh, no, not really. Um, I, I, I want, I'm always rooting for a film to be good. That's always my hope. I, as, as I think most people aren't like, I hope that a movie's bad unless you're just against the people making it. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm rooting that they can do something maybe different. Maybe that's why Guy Ritchie's doing it. I don't, I don't know though, the, the production issues that have gone into this are a little bit of a cause for concern, but Hey, you always have the example of world war Z, which actually turned out kind of good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the um, yeah, I don't know. My my excitement level is kind of like in the middle, but maybe yeah. a little more optimistic. I'd say around six point five. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm probably lower. I'm like a five out of ten. Okay. I think the more that I process it, the more I'm realizing kind of what it is about it. I think there isn't really anything about the King Arthur legend that, as a me personally, that I'm like just super excited about. I think the story about King Arthur is cool because it tells a tale of like somebody overcoming adversity and you know that the power is within you or something that like just because your your external circumstances are bad doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to exceed that and do great things right but something like that doesn't really make for good action in a lot of ways because it's a story of like triumph through like a very internal mechanism right over external things whereas action is you need triumph over external things 
through external means. And the sword aspect of it is such a small part of that. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining it very well. I'll have to wait until I actually see the film yeah. and probably do. I want there to be down. a lot of emphasis on the sword. Thing. Right. Well, that's kind of, that's what I'm trying to say. Like I'm processing the whole idea of what the sword means in yeah. the legend of King Arthur. And it says like the legend of the sword. I don't really care about like perfect example of me. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? Seems completely unrelated. But a lot of that film comes down to that sword mm-hmm. that they were all kind of like battling to like get control of. But at the end of the day, the film was not about the sword. It was more about- Tigers the, and dragons. Yeah, tigers and dragons and flying <laughs> on trees. No, but it was about the internal monologue, the internal identity, and the internal reason yeah. for who you are and internal strength. So I really could care less about the King Arthurial sword in that sense. It's more of a symbol of that triumph, but he needs to go through a lot. So I don't know. I don't know how he's going to handle it. So I need to wait until I see it. Probably yeah. to say too much more because those are going to end up with my foot in my mouth. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's move on to our next film, which uh, this one's, it's an interesting one. It's yeah. An R-rated comedy called Snatch. Um, I'll go ahead and give the synopsis for this one. So this one is uh, when her boyfriend dumps her before their exotic vacation, a young woman persuades her ultra-cautious mother to travel with her to paradise with unexpected results. It's uh, being directed by Jonathan Levine. It stars Amy Schumer, Goldie Hawn, and Kim Caramel, as well as, well as a, a pretty large cast of other folks um, that are part of the whole thing. Um, I know that, uh, what's that comedian? Uh, I can't think of her name right now. Wait, Amy Schumer? No, there's another comedian uh, that's in the film that's, can't think of Wanda her. Sykes. Wanda Sykes, yep. So Wanda Sykes is in this. She's a pretty big part of that trailer. She's got that kind of funny scene. That was like the only part of the trailer that yeah. I actually laughed about. Yeah. It looks like a, like a wannabe humor violence kind of humor action type thing, um, but it doesn't really hit me in either regard as all that awesome. Right. I don't really want to see, it's like, I don't really care about these people being really awesome action people. You know what I mean? And yeah. I wouldn't like, it's just the types of characters. I won't, I, I don't really care about them. It seems like it almost should have been more of a straightforward drama. Yeah. Like suspense type thing. And then, uh, the humor just did not lane for me at all. So <laughs> with, with this, um, it looks like, cause on the poster, it says mother's day weekend. Like this is, this, this was potentially created with, you know, capitalizing on the Mother's Day holiday. Yeah. So I could see that for um, sure. It, movies do that. Like, um, what are, what are those movies that are like New Year's Eve or like yeah. uh, Valentine's Day? Yeah, Christmas know? party, right? Office right. Christmas party. You yeah, know, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. That are specifically geared to be launched to like help you be in the mood for that like spirit. Oh, this will be a movie you can take your mom to. Which, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. So it 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 doesn't look good to me at all. Um, <laughs> we might not be the audience. Um, but uh, yeah, I, sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. I just, I'm, I, I don't, I haven't seen, uh, Amy Schumer and all. I actually haven't seen Trainwreck. I know she was in there. I heard that she was good in it, but I haven't seen it. Um, I don't really know a lot about her. She looks okay in the trailer. Yeah. Um, the, the funny thing about Amy Schumer to me is I feel like she's a, she's a decent actress. Like, I don't think she's a, she's believable right. in the roles that she takes in the movies that she does. I think in Trainwreck, she was, in a sense, believable in that role. I don't think she did a bad job. I didn't like the movie because okay. I didn't think the movie was funny. I didn't yeah. think it was clever. I didn't think it was realistic or anything like that. But I thought that she was good in that role. Okay. And I would even say for this film, I think she looks good in this role. It, yeah. It's believable. It's funny. It's understandable that she's kind of like this fish out of water type, yeah. 
you know, girl from America. It's, you know, just kind of trying to let loose. And then, but it just doesn't, it's just not funny. The jokes aren't funny, you know? It kind of reminds me of like what the hangover was going for a little bit with some of the action violence, just kind of humor violence at the same time. Yeah. Um, And, but uh, yeah, it was just, there was maybe that one line that Wanda Sykes had about like one out of four people yeah. one, getting two, abducted. Three, or someone's whatever. missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the funniest part of the whole trailer. Um, there was another one that I giggled at, but I can't remember what it was. So that says a lot about that. All of them are giggle. I mean, like all of them are like they're slight. It's like the with a lot of humor style, you're trying to go for like unexpected. Yeah, and it's like all of them are a little. They're like just on the red edge of being unexpected right you know like with the one where she's like i'm gonna count down and then i'm gonna shoot you and she starts at 100 yeah and it's like it's kind of funny because it's like yeah you're expecting her to go like five or yeah. something so it's kind of but it's not like aha she's yeah. going to 100 yeah. instead of five like yeah like little giggle moments right and like the part where her mom puts all the you know the suntan lotion on her because yeah. she's like way too much suntan it's like yeah have we not seen a scene like this before where somebody puts on way too much suntan lotion you know what yeah. i mean so it's just not it's very un- it's very expected, even within the realm of being slightly unexpected. But I right. feel like the humor in it is more like just how willing, how far they're willing to go with it being expected. Because it's like you know that they're going to do a joke here about probably putting on too much suntan lotion. But how like are they going to go so ridiculous with it that she's like covering her whole body in it? And it's like if you find that kind of humor where she's like literally dousing herself in suntan lotion yeah. as humorous, then that's going to be your your type of movie. Yeah, you know, but I don't. It might be a really good movie for moms and daughters to go see for Mother's Day. It might be like a really good, like, hey, mom, we're gonna go. If you feel comfortable uh, taking your mom to an R-rated, to an R-rated movie, comedy, <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna have a ton of violence and nudity and gross well, let, graphic let, language and stuff. Let us know what you. Uh, um, <laughs> let us know if you guys see it. <laughs> yeah, I'd actually really like to see that. Yeah, it, well, I, I wouldn't like to see that. I'd like to know because I don't know. We're gonna have a hard time reviewing this one because I don't know if either of us are gonna see this one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll try. We gotta learn about the swords and legends yeah magics and things like that and giant elephants and richies yeah (laughs) (laughs) cool so uh then we're gonna go ahead and move out of our discussion of upcoming films uh we've got those two coming out so definitely check them out uh we're gonna move into a little bit of news that we have coming up uh two of these are actual for actually four films one of them is for a show yep and that's a show for a trailer that just got released. So yeah. uh, why don't we start with the films? Yep. What uh, would you like to talk about first there, Matt? Yeah. So let's dive into this. Um, there's an interview with Doug Lyman who who is releasing, is for his the movie The Wall that's coming out with John Cena and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Right. Um, which I'm actually interested in seeing. Seeing as how John Cena is in it and I'm not really a, like a John Cena seeing him as like a serious like yeah. actor guy. John Cena. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially after da, da, all that. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, he was he was talking uh, with some people I, I can't remember who it was with, but he um, he was talking about that. Inevitably, it came up about the Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, which if you haven't seen the Edge of Tomorrow, you listeners out there, it is a fantastic film. It was one of my favorite movies that came out that year. It was mm-hmm. like I can't remember what year it came out, but it was awesome and it went under the radar. Nobody saw it, and part yeah. of that was due to the terrible marketing. Right, you didn't know what you're getting with that film. Really. Right, you were you were thinking. Because Tom Cruise just came out, came out of Oblivion. Yep. Which was okay. Um, Visually, Oblivion was gorgeous yes. to me. It just the plot, I hated the end. Yes. <laughs> I was like, really? You're going right. to do that? Yeah. And then, Even though that's what the book was. And then, I so you it. have that like kind of taste in your mouth. And then later that year, The Edge of Tomorrow came out. Yeah. And it was amazing. And the part of the, it just, I, I, I watched that movie and I went with my wife actually. And she really liked it. And I was like, that was really good. I, yeah. 
what? I just was really surprised. It was one of my favorite movies that year. Um, but what they had an issue with was they, they couldn't hammer out or decide what they want the name to be. So they were right. like Edge of Tomorrow. And then they like halfway started marketing through, it as Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, which was like the, the byline for it. It was like halfway through the marketing campaign, they decided that that was more, that people liked that better. Right. Yeah. And so they like kind of like, kind of pseudo changed the title it was weird yeah and which so, i actually like personally lived uh edge of tomorrow better okay I, some I, people like live die repeat i would have gone with either one okay um live die repeat would have been a good i think that would have been good because that was like the, the thing that would have been awesome or sci-fi groundhog's day yeah so um <laughs> with with this interview that he's doing they're like hey so what's the deal with this is there going to be a sequel and he's like yeah actually there's a sequel we're really excited tom cruise has an idea and We've been talking to Emily Blunt. Everybody's on board. We're going to do this thing, and and uh, we have a title for it. And yes. so he goes about by saying what the title is. He says, it's, it's going to be called Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. And, and I'm like, I'm sitting there to myself. I'm reading this this article, and I'm like, is he serious? Yeah. That's a terrible name for a movie. Such a bad name for I think it's a, a terrible name. <laughs> yeah. I, Might as well call it Live, Die, Repeat, Squared or yeah, something. You I don't know. know. It's, yeah. They just need to, I don't know. So my understanding is- Just call it repeat or even like, it's you know? Written, it's written. It's a written interview. So my thought process is maybe there's some sort of tone or inflection where he's just kind of like, yeah, we got the great eyes. We mean, live, die, repeat, and repeat, you know, like yeah, kind of yeah, jokingly. Yeah, but yeah. you don't get any of that tone in the writing. And yeah. it's just like, I don't know. That's not good. That's yeah. not a good name. No. No thoughts? No, I, <laughs> I would totally agree with you. I I don't know. I'm, I, I loved the movie. I thought it was really good. I didn't like the ending. Of live, die, and repeat. Oh, I, loved I, I loved the whole I, thing. The edge of tomorrow. I I thought it was like, it was just like, it was tough because you're stuck between a rock, rock and hard place. It's like they want to set up a sequel, and they obviously don't want to make it too tragic in the ending. So they kind of have to like. They didn't even set up for a sequel. Yeah, though. they did. I mean, what? they the way that they killed. I don't spoilers, you know, yeah, whatever. Right. But like the way that they all come back to life at the end and. They set it up like, you know, they beat that battle yeah. by destroying the main brain thing. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they've defeated the enemy. They only defeated that one little brain pocket oh, I, of it. You I, I, know felt I, mean? very, I felt like they concluded really well, but whatever. It's all good. No, but like they kind of set it up for like an open-ended. To me, it was like an open-ended like, well, they won, but did they win? Maybe you know I was mean? looking like, at it from the love story perspective, and that's why I felt more like enclosed. Like, they've like okay, Tom Cruise and Emily <laughs> yeah. Blunt were like, okay, hey. We're yeah. back together, and and Tom's like, I kind of know what's happening, kind of a thing. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, that whole thing. I was, I was like, it felt more like a byproduct of them just being together, their romantic relationship between Emily yeah. Blunt and Tom Cruise. Like, I don't know. I, I liked it because of the action. Mm-hmm. That's really, really why I liked it. I loved the action. I thought the special effects were really good. Yeah, and I thought it was suspenseful and enjoyable, and they were willing to kill off characters, which I really liked. But then they had this kind of repeat of the ending type thing. And, and I was like, repeat. Yeah, and repeat, and repeat, <laughs> and repeat. And I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, here we go. So they're restarting everything. And so I just didn't like the ending. That's my personal personal opinion. Obviously, you don't have the same one. But I just don't know what, um, in a way, it's like I would love to see more of the action. I would love to see more of like, you know, the robots with the alien things and the shooting and the jumping around and the explosion stuff. That was all really cool. I just don't know what in the story I have left of interest. Like what is there left that I really want you know, in, same, in the interview, he says he likes the story better than the first one. He said he loved yeah, the first one. I feel like, like they're I, always going to say that. Know, like they're never going to be like, "Man, I'm making a second and it sucks. It's yeah. worse than the first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be like that. But I, I just don't. There's nothing of interest. I feel like they're really just rehashing this because they feel like they can make some money off of it, in my opinion. 
I don't know. They didn't. They didn't make as much. They could have made double what they made at the box office if it were marketed they correctly. Could've. I feel like I. I don't blame him as a director for wanting to do it or for hyping it up. I right. mean, it's his job. That's his job exactly, right. and he's being paid to make these movies. So it's like right. go for it. But I just don't know about the film itself. <laughs> oh man, I love that movie. Okay, <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah. But um, I yeah. noticed from the live, die, repeat shirt that you're wearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Live, die, repeat, 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 repeat. repeating. Yeah, you cool. Know, it's all good. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, what what next then? Would you like to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about um, the Blade Runner. There's the first full length trailer came out today. Yes. And um, the the first one that came out uh, a month, two months ago, three months ago, something like that. Yeah. That was. That was a teaser. My real teaser. Um. So this one is the first full length trailer. Blade Runner, and I've said this before, you've seen it, right? Yep. Okay, I've, I, I saw it, but it was like 15 years ago, yep. and I didn't know anything about movies. I was bored out of my mind. I really think you're going to want to see that before this one. Probably, yeah. yeah. I'm going to want to have to, I'm going to have to, you know, carve out some time to check it out. Yep. But regardless, even if I hadn't seen it, or even if I disliked the first one, this this movie looks incredible. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously the talent behind it, Denny and Roger Deakins, and it's just one of those things where... I'm looking at this like, and you're getting some of the really cool visuals that some of it reminded me of Ghost in the Shell a little bit. This one that came out this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, well, I, I feel like this just because of the talent behind it is going to be a better movie. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know about the story elements. Uh, right. This is our, we got our first look at Jared Leto, who's playing some sort of blind ish guy that's helped ushering in these robots yeah. robots I don't know what they're, they're called. calling replicants? them in this version in the original they're replicants but I don't know what they're okay. going to be in in this one so anyways um, as far as the trailer is concerned I, it was really cool we got to see some cool action stuff it looks intense in all the right spots visually I just think it's 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 just amazing looking. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I don't really have anything else other to say than maybe when, when we get a little bit closer and we get some more story beats yeah I I'm torn with this one I, visually, I think it looked gorgeous um, for a film that we're seeing come out like of a major studio type release. It looks really, really pretty. Yeah. It looks really nice, which I would expect considering the production team that's on board for this. But as a Blade Runner film, it doesn't, as of this moment, really feel like a like a Blade Runner film. And see, to me, that's all right. <laughs> right. And I that's why I'm saying I'm kind of torn on this. Yeah. It's frustrating to me, though, because if you're going to give it the title Blade Runner 2049, then I'm going to expect tonally, stylistically, similarities between... I don't want it to just be, well, we're just continuing on with the story from right. Blade Runner and we're just we're just using the story as a jumping off point to sell a bunch of tickets for a story that has kind of very little to do with it. And obviously, they're bringing Rich Deckard, Rick, Rick, Rick Deckard back, yeah. Harrison Ford's character, um, and maybe they'll answer some stuff from like the original one that kind of was left a little bit open ended as far as like who he is and stuff like that. Yeah. But the first one was in such a oh man, it, it's such a classic, and very one the very first one really went for a noir sort of you know cop beat type sci-fi feel mm-hmm. and that was what was so in a way refreshing and cool about it that it, had it felt that, like narration right yeah it had yeah. narration it was so it was like when a noir film it was like yeah. you know some guy gets hired to do some job and he's like some old cop and but it was set in the future so it had like a sci-fi style to that and that was so cool and kind of different and inventive especially in that era yeah but it doesn't really feel like they're doing that with this current one with this tone 
in this one. I, my real fear for it is not that it'll be like a bad story, but that it'll just take it in a completely different direction. And I, I know that sounds really silly because for a lot of people, it's like, well, why does it matter if it goes? If it's good, why does it matter? Yeah. If it goes in a different direction, but the first one is such a classic. Yeah in my mind that, that I sense. don't want, I don't want it to be, I want it to go in a similar direction. Yeah. That might be selfish of me, <laughs> but it's like, if you're going to do it, stick with what made the first one so good. Exactly. You know? So uh, that's where I'm kind of, and I don't know yet. We've only seen one trailer. I think Ryan Gosling looks good in the role. Yeah. I think again, the trailer looks as a film for like filmic style for like modern yeah. film looks beautiful incredible, yeah. and looks really good, but it doesn't, at this moment have that sense of like noir style and feel to me. And it doesn't really give me a sense of like, we're, we're, we're using elements of what the, like they've, they've tied in some elements obviously with like the big, you know, the, the, some of the elements of like the advertisements in the city. And um, that's the stuff that reminds me of. Right. And like the extreme wide shots and things like that. But I don't know. And they like a lot of rain, there was a lot of rain in the trailer and stuff yeah. at times, and that was a famous thing kind of from the movie. There's a lot of like rain scenes, even talk about the rain at one point. So I don't know. I'm, I, I don't want to say too much more because I feel yeah. like I'm going <laughs> to say too much before I know too much about it. Yeah. So, so anyways, I, I yeah. think it's something to keep an eye on and see what happens with it. Um, and as a side note, before we get into our next topic, it's mm-hmm. kind of a sub topic that I'm just surprising <laughs> you with right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorite shows, not because of how well it was made or anything, but just because of how much I enjoyed the show, is Psych. They're bringing, they're making a movie. Right, like, they're bringing a Christmas special. Yeah, right? Christmas, Christmas special, yeah. two-hour Christmas movie, which is great. Yeah, yeah. for so, Psych fans out there. Yeah, Gus, Magic Head, Sean Spencer, <laughs> coming back at you this Christmas. Yeah. Anyways, that's that for that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, the last topic we're going to be talking about is a new uh, Marvel released uh, trailer. Yep. For the Defenders. Yep. Which is sort of this conglomeration, if you will, of all their other Netflix type uh, proprietary yeah. shows. Um, so it's looking pretty interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what What are your thoughts? Um, I liked it. Okay. I liked it. I liked um, everybody's interaction. I liked. I liked seeing. Okay, so here's my thing in this because out of the four Marvel shows, Iron Fist was definitely the weakest. Yeah. Um, but I have like this soft spot in my heart for Danny Rand mm-hmm. because he's he's a kid. He was grew, he grew up in a monastery. Yeah, and he never really matured. He doesn't know about social like context. He doesn't know about a lot of these things. He doesn't know these things, and so I felt bad that he had these like anger issues, which really kind of I hated at the end of Iron Fist. That yeah. he had these like weird like temper like tantrums. Yeah. And this, it seems like he's going to be a little bit more auxiliary. Mm-hmm. They're going to focus more on Jessica Jones and Matt Murdock and yeah. Luke Cage. And like, he's kind of there to be like kind of the peppy kid, you know, kind of like yeah. maybe more optimistic about things. Like at that t- table scene where he's like, yeah, we got a guy who's bulletproof. We have a blind ninja, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. And we have... You know, whatever you, you, you special <laughs> powered, you. yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. and I liked seeing that, and I think that I think he, Iron Fist would do well in more of an auxiliary role rather yeah. than the primary focus. Um, I do like that they that the, he did kind of prove himself with Luke Cage in that spot a little bit, where he yeah. punched Luke in the face, and like you see it affect Luke like yeah. major, you know. He's not like a. Like the thing that you could say about Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil, like they're all intelligent people mm-hmm. and they are smart in a way. They do get their, their emotions do control them at times, but they make logical decisions. They do smart things. Danny Rand is not 
in my opinion, a smart character. No, he's like not. he's written as kind of an idiot. It was you know? written like a ten year old kid. <laughs> right. That's yeah. kind of what he is. Exactly. You know? So I get what you're saying. And I think he is when he functions as more of like a just a battering ram with his fist. Right. His iron fist. Yeah. Then it works for me. And I think he was in a way batted around with his show i think one they didn't do a very good job with the production right because we talked about that like there was times where he only had like 15 minutes to prepare for a fight like choreography yeah, yeah exactly it's like what is that this is a show that's supposed to be about a guy who fights really well you yeah. need to get more than 15 minutes to prepare and i just think the story progression wasn't very great for that show so i think within this cast of characters he will do well right i think he will kind of float into a higher class yeah with this this cast of characters I need to personally catch up because I'm not through any of those other three shows. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm not through Luke Cage. I'm th- the farthest I'm one through is Luke Cage. Yeah. I think I made it four episodes in. Um, I'm only two episodes into Daredevil and I'm one episode into Jessica Jones. And it's not like I don't want like want to finish them. I just never got around yeah. to like finish finishing them. Yeah. Um, the only reason I really finished um, Danny Rand's story was because we were reviewing it. A big I mean? one would be so. uh, finish Daredevil season two because they showed Elektra in it and she's in Daredevil season two and there's gotcha. going to be a tie in there. So maybe gotcha. start with that. I will. Yeah, I really like Daredevil. I thought it was yeah. really amazing. I think out of all the ones that I've watched so far, that was the one that at the very beginning liked. I liked the most. Right. Oh, yeah. It's still yeah. the best. Daredevil is okay. absolutely the best one. Yeah. So that's yeah. the one that I'm enjoying the most at the, mo- at yeah. the moment. So I'll have to catch up. And But the, the trailer itself looked cool. I think the action looked really fun. Yeah. I think the interactions like you're talking about between all the characters looked really interesting. Yeah. And I'm excited to see kind of what they want to do with it. Hopefully they'll give it a bit more um, breathing room or production schedule or yeah. production budget than they did for Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a huge limitation for it. Yep. I think it looks really, I mean, again, I think it's really cool. I'm really anticipating seeing them all together. And it's a yeah. short season. It's only eight episodes right. as opposed to a 13 episode season of everything else. Right. That's why I'm thinking that maybe the budget will be better. Right. Maybe they split out a normal budget over the cross the course of eight shows instead of doing. I'm hoping to do more that, yeah, they can do some impressive things, not just visually, but yeah. storytelling and keep it real tight. Real succinct. Tight like a tiger. Yes. <laughs> uh, cool. A hiding, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Floating thing. across trees <laughs> with blades and flying the air. Indeed. Runners, blade runners. <laughs> that should be the crouching tiger, blade runner. Running with- no, I'm just kidding. Not at all. All right, so uh, that is going to be it then for us. Um, thank you for listening in and some great ways to get connected once again uh, to the podcast. You can check out our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. You can check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. You can also check out our face, uh, our Twitter and Instagram, rather, which is at realreviewmedia. And then, as always, we love to hear from you all, all of our listeners, hear good stuff. Uh, you can email us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Yep. Yep. So anything else, Matt? No, that is it. Then it has been real. It's been real.